Hi guys, it's Emily Scarrett and this is The Final Whistle. Hello and welcome back to Rugby Connection Presents The Final Whistle. Now, this week's guest, arguably the greatest of all time. Let me run through her accomplishments. Eight-time Six Nations champion. 2020 Six Nations Player of the Tournament, World Champion in 2014, 2019 World Player of the Year, Commonwealth Bronze Medalist, Olympian. She's completed rugby. It's, it's none other than Emily Scarra. Emily, thank you so much for coming on. How are we getting on? Yeah, really well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. We're very excited for this because you've that you're that popular. We've got fan questions back for this interview. Oh. So. That's exciting. Yeah, so we'll start off nice and easy. What actually got you into rugby in the first place? Um, <coughs> excuse me. So uh, I first started playing when I was five. So I've got an older brother um, who my dad was taking along for kind of a few of his first sessions. I went along with him. I was just stood watching and one of the coaches was like, oh, does she want to come and have a little run around? I obviously said yes. And then I just absolutely loved it. Running, you know what it's like at that age, running in the wrong direction. Um, offside all of the above but um, yeah I just loved it and wanted to go back ever since. Yeah good I did read something that you were almost close to having a totally different career path in sport you almost went to the states for basketball didn't you? Yeah so I, I played a lot of basketball growing up um, and my club team actually toured um, <coughs> excuse me the east coast of America um, one summer which was like an unbelievable experience as you can imagine um, and then yeah I got messaged after that because we played in some tournaments and stuff just saying look you know we we could offer this that and the other um would you be interested and I, I suppose at the time it wasn't something that I really thought about moving over to the America that's that was quite a big step as a I think I was only 16 and 17 at the time so wow. yeah I, I bottled it basically and stuck with rugby. I, you made the right decision because if I've got any experience from playing basketball I constantly stave my fingers so it's not worth it. Strong shape ball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Although you get a bit of that in rugby as well, to be fair. I've just definitely dislocated a few. <laughs> I've never done that to my fingers. I don't know how. Anything like football, basketball, any round shape, my fingers get it tight, but rugby doesn't. It's very strange. I don't know how it works. <laughs> um, obviously, you know that you play outside centre and you've played with some amazing players. Who is your dream centre partner? So you can pick one for present and one from the past. Ooh. In the female game? Any game. Any game you want. Ooh. What a good question that is. Um, I always loved watching, like, obviously, Brian O'Driscoll, Will Greenwood growing up. Um, but they always wore 13 as well. So whether we'd be able to partner one another, I'm not sure. Um, obviously, Manu... Yeah, yeah, true, true. Um, obviously, I played <coughs> a lot of my career with people like Rachel Burford, Kim Oliver, Alice Richardson. Um, so those guys were amazing as well. Um, I guess from another country, someone like Kelly Brazier, I think would be very cool. She plays a bit of 12, doesn't she? She's a crazy talented footballer. I always find it quite interesting maybe playing with people from other nations or whatever because there's probably not as much crossover in our game as there is in the men's people tend to play club rugby in the country that they're in more often yeah. than not so I think it would be quite interesting to play with some people like that yeah I mean we did have 
a guest on a few weeks ago and they said they would love to play with you. It does oh. mean you have to be going to XR though, but I'm up for that. I'm an XR Chiefs fan, so I'd like Who to see... Who is that, can I ask? It was Kate Zachary. Kate Zachary would uh, love to cool. have you down, down at Sandy Park, so let's make, I mean, let's make it happen. She's going very well, isn't she? I mean, she's although she's a back row, I probably could have, I could have picked her as well because she's been playing in the centre, isn't she this year? Yeah, that's, that's how we <laughs> attract her on that because she plays back row predominantly, but she's played in the centre. I was like, I want you to pick a centre partner as well, and she she picked you. So, so there we go. It's, just, it's a nice connection. It's always nice connections, but always somehow find a connection here. Pardon the pun. <laughs> Um, Helena Rowland or Helen Nelson? Oh, <laughs> you can't ask me that. Yeah, I can. Um, <laughs> gosh, is this to play alongside or to go out for a beer with? Both. I feel like there's a different <laughs> answer to both, so we'll go for both. I'll tell you what, I've absolutely done myself over, actually, haven't I, with that? Um, <laughs> yeah, you've said yourself <laughs> that one. Yeah, I really, really have. Um... Oh my goodness! I've absolutely no idea. <laughs> I actually can't make that decision. That's so brutal. Obviously, I I played. We'll put Helena at fullback, so I'll play with Helen Nelson. How about that? That's fair. That's fair. I was going to say you could pick both because Helena's very versatile. So yeah, we'll let, we'll let that one slide. We'll go for our first fan question. Well, we'll say fan. She's she's now officially part of Rugby Connection. It's from Anya. She's asked, "Have you got any pre-match superstitions?" Or just any pre-match routine in general? Um, not hugely. Um, you, you do end up sort of doing similar things at similar times, but that's more just because of, <coughs> I suppose, the routine of a, of a match day rather than what I would describe as superstitions. But, um, yeah, so not massively. I know some people do. Some people like to pack their bag the night before or they pack it the morning of or they do certain things with their shirt or, you know, one boot on before the other and all that sort of stuff. But I'm not, I think I've tried to steer away from them because at that one moment where, I don't know, you, you're not able to do that thing. I don't want ever want that to sort of throw you off. So I've tried to steer away from them as much as possible, but I will definitely do certain things. I'm probably just not as aware of them as I should be. That's fair. Um, do you, are you like a chatty player in the change room before a warm-up or are you very not self-centered do you like keep yourself to yourself put your headphones on and just stay in the zone or do you just walk around and chat to everyone and I'm I'm probably <coughs> sorry one of the quieter players um some of the girls obviously you know they're they're all about the social and they they feed off one another's energy to get going um obviously music is a huge part of it generally by the time we're in the changing room we'll have like a communal music on so um unless you really, really don't like that, then you'll have your headphones on. But, but normally it's all right. Normally it's all right. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm probably someone who's just just kind of sat quietly chilling more so than getting amongst it, really. Yeah, that's fair. Um, you managed to achieve your 100th cap almost like at your home ground, essentially. How did, how did that feel? In, how did that feel? I'm trying to like, lose my words on it yeah it was unbelievable like honestly it was I never in a million years imagined reaching that milestone let alone kind of the day it was where it was all of those things just every everything seemed to align and I've no idea why but it was uh, yeah it was amazing obviously it meant uh, growing up in Leicestershire and still having loads of my family here it meant that a lot of those guys were, were able to be there to kind of share that day which was awesome 
but yeah I don't I still can't put it into words he's trying to reflect on it it's kind of feels like it didn't happen um but yeah it was very very cool very very cool and you've done it in front of a record crowd as well which is fantastic especially for exactly exactly I don't get where people like, who cares? I care. That's why we're talking about it. So, so that's how I operate. If I don't like it, I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Amen. I'm going to, you don't have to go into full detail for this. I'm just curious based on just previous guests we've had. And I hope the answer is yes. <laughs> is rugby your full time job? <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank, thank you. I'm so glad <laughs> to hear that. The amount of, like, guests we've had on and like reading their like the player player profile that they get I'm like oh big marquee signing that's their job and then you ask them like no no I have a full-time job on top of that and uh, oh it angers me just just pay them just do it (laughs) yeah like we're we're very very lucky that we're employed by the RFU um so there's how many there are of us now maybe like (laughs) 30-ish just short of 30 that are employed by the RFU so yeah, very, very lucky that I get to call it my full-time job. Good. I, I, just, I feel like it would have angered me if Emily Scarlett said, no, she, she has to work at <laughs> a regular job as well. But no, we're, we're good. Just pay everyone, though. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll, go, we'll go for another fan question. Obviously, you have been captain of England. Turner one has asked how to be a good captain, especially if you're new into the role. <laughs> yeah it's really I think like you go through a journey with it um I've obviously been captained by various people um along over the years um and the biggest thing that you have to be is just yourself like you'll try and to start with I think I tried to be somebody else or somebody that I thought people wanted me to be rather than actually you're in that role because of you and whatever that is and that would be different for everybody um and also just appreciate that everybody will want something different from a captain but as long as you're being yourself then no one can ever kind of question you for it um like some people like the screaming shouting effing and jeffing captain because they want to get really up for something some people will prefer the like a follow me captain so I think there's you know there's you can't get it 100% right for everybody but at least if you're being yourself and authentic then people will definitely buy into that yeah, that's fair. So what where do you lie then? Are you an F and, and Jeff and Captain? Or are you a follow me captain? I'm not gonna lie, the the odd <coughs> F and Jeff does slip out sometimes, which isn't normally part of me, but it just happens on match days for whatever reason. But I'm definitely not a screamer and a shouter. I'm more of a let's go to kind of follow me vibe. Um uh, yeah, more actions than words, hopefully. Yeah, but I couldn't agree more. What is your aims for the upcoming season because the season's pretty much finished now and this time and then you've got the world cup so i imagine that'll be top priority yeah it's it's hard to look past the world the world cup at the moment obviously so we're going on a bit of a break now um excuse me um and then we'll basically come back in pre-season and then it'll all be about the world cup so we'll be training together as a squad then heading out to the World Cup, um, hopefully. And then basically once that's over, then you'll come back to, to domestic and club rugby. But as I'm sure you can appreciate, it's quite hard to look at that yet because there's quite a big yeah. 
quite a big milestone in front of that. <laughs> I think this whole pandemic, moving the World Cup to this year, is actually going to bless them in disguise because women's rugby is like the talk of the town right now. Like everyone's talking about it. And well, every, I say everyone, everyone that cares about rugby is talking about it. You get the odd, oh, who cares? Blah, blah, blah. Go away. You're getting left behind. You don't matter. But no, I, I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait for the World Cup, and I'm just going to test you on this because you you've won, and you have completed rugby essentially. You can only keep one, your World Cup, or your Six Nations. Now, if you don't pick, if you pick the World Cup, you lose all your Six Nations titles. You've never won a Six Nations if you keep. Oh, flip it out. If you keep the Six Nations, you've never been world champion. That's that's brutal because that's over <laughs> quite a few years. That is, um, but uh, probably the World Cup, isn't it? I think that's the the absolute pinnacle. Yeah. Um, of the world, Six Nations obviously is amazing, but obviously there's a, probably a few less teams involved in that. So, yeah, probably the World Cup. Probably the World Cup, but that's a savage question. I know. I, I always like to catch them off on one. Sometimes it's this trophy or that trophy, this player or that player. If you played for multiple teams, it's this city or that city. Yeah, I just like to catch people off guard and get their raw emotion. It's, it's always fun. <laughs> Another fun question. It's from Willie underscore Rola, the most famous contact non-rugby related in your phone. Oh, gosh. I don't know if I've got any, to be honest with you. No, definitely all rugby related. Who would not be rugby related? I don't, yeah, I don't know if I'm not that big time. I'd love to say I'm that big time and pull out and some absolute A lister, but I really don't have one. Um, Who's yeah, the biggest rugby? Who's the biggest rugby? Oh, now this is who do you give the biggest ego boost to, isn't it? Um, Me, no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, don't know. Probably like someone from the older days, like. Right, Rory Underwood or someone like that. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. I, I did notice that you were at the London Sevens this weekend and you've obviously been in the Sevens set up yourself. So how did you enjoy the whole drama of the weekend? Of what, of the Sevens? Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Like I love Sevens. It's um, such an amazing way to play our game, I think. Um I'm always surprised when people say they've never played it or they don't enjoy it. I just can't get my head around that. But um, yeah, it was awesome to be there. Great spectacle. London put on a really good show, actually. It was fancy dress everywhere. I mean, some people had too much of a good time naturally, but that is sevens. Um, but yeah, it was awesome. Australia obviously getting the win for the men, which was um, not a shock, but I think, um, you know, sevens is always, it's very rarely goes to, to form, but, but they've been going really, really well. So fair play to them. Um, but yeah, I, I love, if I'm honest, I much prefer watching it now than I do play, <coughs> playing the game because I'm a little bit longer in the teeth and older in the body. But um, yeah, what a fantastic game. Yeah, I could always watch Sevens. I'll happily go and watch a Sevens tournament. But Murray, you're playing. No, no I'm not. No, I'm not. It's, <laughs> fine. it's not happening. I don't, have, I don't have the engine for it and I don't have the speed for it. Yeah. I've always said one missed tackle and that's that's it. Try, yeah. try as soon as you miss a tackle. So, 
no, no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you, are you, you, I was going to ask, are you going to aim for the Commonwealth Games this year, but you've, you've just said you happily rather watch it these days instead of playing? Yeah, so I took the decision back in um, 2018 to step away from Sevens and focus on 15s because at that point, obviously, <coughs> the World Cup should have been in 2021. Um, mm. So it would have been like a year and a half because it was the Christmas of 2018, a year and a half until that kind of was meant to be taking place. So, yeah, I kind of took that decision to step away for my own personal reasons and just wanting to really apply myself to the 15s game to hopefully get the best out of that but yeah it's an exciting summer for sevens commonwealth games and the sevens world cup so there's a few bits going on which should be awesome yeah it's definitely lots to talk about especially for for a podcast as well so yeah yeah it just keeps us busy there's so much to talk about in the rugby world every week and it's hard to catch it all really sometimes like there's times we record and it's just oh, I forgot to mention that. And yeah, it just completely slips your mind. I like the fact that you made the decision not to play sevens in the late of 2018 and then got World Player of the Year in 2019. It's almost like it was written (laughs) in the stars. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know how I managed that, if I'm honest with you. Because last time, one of the reasons for making that decision was because last time I did it, so we flip-flopped between sevens and fifteens quite a lot throughout my career. Um, And I, I personally, when we played, so we did the Rio Olympics in 2016 and then did the 15s World Cup in 2017. And that year of obviously trying to get back into 15s rugby, I found quite difficult. And I didn't feel like in 2017, I was, you know, the 15s player that I wanted to be. Um, so that was one of the reasons. So I wanted to give myself more time to transition back. Um, and then, yeah, like you say, I, I won that award pretty much the straight after I decided to transition back. So I'm not quite sure what happened there, but um, it was very cool. Fair. I mean, it must have been a very easy transition at the end of it. <laughs> well, didn't feel it. <laughs> no, probably not, but it's all worth it in the end. Um, do you have any advice for young girls wanting to play rugby or even wanting to stick at rugby? Yeah, I think just, like, it's really hard to, to know exactly what to say because everybody's circumstance is slightly different, but um, I play the game because I really enjoy it. Um, and that's fundamentally still why I do it as soon as I kind of lose that love um, then you know then it's probably time for me to to step aside and and do something else but um, so I think you you have to have that um, so just enjoy it get stuck in um, and just just see what happens like don't put too much pressure on yourself if you're I don't know if you're playing for club and you want to play for county or if you're playing for county and you want to play for kind of mid uh, yeah, the regional bit or, or you know whatever step you're on just don't put too much pressure on yourself just really enjoy the the journey especially as youngsters because you've got so much going on things can change so quickly um yeah just just have fun basically yeah no, could not agree more like you said if you're not having fun don't do it simple as that now i guarantee if this was to happen tomorrow you'd be the first name on this but what do you think of the British and Irish Lions women's tour, potentially? We'll have to say it now, because potentially, because it's not confirmed, even though it should be confirmed. But, yeah, Emily Scarlett, British and Irish Lion. I mean, it would be very cool, wouldn't it? Obviously, I've like grown up and played rugby for a long time, watching it. Um, it that It is the pinnacle of of rugby in in this kind of area of the world isn't it um it's awesome but 
I think it's obviously a shame there's been loads of chat about it and I think it will happen at some point it's just how it happens um, and I think that's really important because the women's game isn't like the men's game so it probably can't just follow the exact same blueprint um, because going to and playing Australia and South Africa those those nations aren't as well developed in their women's game as they are in their men's game so it probably wouldn't be you know appropriate however New Zealand obviously are um, and then how you make up the squad obviously again England at the moment are you know dominating in terms of six nations and and things like that um, but that's not to say you know the other home nations haven't got some phenomenal players that, that could definitely make up that squad but you wouldn't want it to be one of the joys of that the British and Irish Lions is is the amalgamation of lots of different teams players etc from all over so you wouldn't want it to be you know heavily dominated by one country but at the same time you wouldn't want to not go just because they were putting some other nations in it if you were the better player so look you go round and round with it I don't know how they'll do it I hope they do figure it out somehow um because I think it could be awesome oh it definitely should and I think this has been another blessing don't do it at the same time as the guys nothing to do nothing to do with the guys it's not their story and I think the Six Nations having different times now is brilliant because you get you cool down from the Guinness Six Nations you have a few weeks and you go straight to the TikTok Six Nations and it just gets your spirits all riled up again like I've never I was never at a women's game until this year and I've been to two and we've seen we've seen you in action at the Scotland England game. And yeah, it was like even though the score, like you absolutely dominate. But like I said to people, scoreboard doesn't tell you the full story. No. But, um I, I agree with you about the, the separate windows. I think it's been awesome having um that separate window. I think COVID forced it a couple of years ago. And then yeah. I think it's been a really good idea to to keep that the same. Like you say, it just gives us the opportunity to stand on our own two feet for people to come in you know we don't have to compete with anything else um which i think well record crowds all over the place not just even in england all over the place so exactly. i think that that quite clearly tells its own story exactly and that, again that's just people's oh but who cares a lot of people fifteen thousand to be exact just for one game yeah. so yeah people care and it's gonna it's gonna take over it's constantly growing I'm kind of like one day I'll do a great try from from a guy next to a, a great try from a girl so on and so forth and keeps my content flowing anyway and again <laughs> because we cover so much rugby it's so hard to calm down on so, so much rugby it's easy again it's easier with Six Nations being split because you do focus on the men Six Nations then you go back to club you focus on the women and then you've got the nice little integration because you've got the Premier 15s rounding up shortly. I think that's next week it rounds up. Yeah, Friday. Friday the final is uh, Saracens Exeter. So, yeah. Be back. Be back. Oh, I don't know. I've been asked this a lot. I think maybe Saracens. I think they've got too many players that, that know how to win in that team. Um, but I think it will be a really good game. I think... You know, the way Exeter have been playing and come on this year. And they're kind of repping the rest of the world, aren't they? Almost against kind of a very English Saracen side. So, yeah, yeah I think it could be could be spicy. It's, it's going to be exciting anyway. And I'll, I'll 
get to watch it from the joys of my couch. Tried to yeah. get a ticket, but tra- traveling's an absolute nightmare, and the fuel price is going up, so it's not helping anyone. So, yeah, just sit and watch at home. <laughs> now, time to get to know Emily Scar. So, this is just more personal questions, almost. Okay. So, summer or winter? Summer. Cats or dogs? <coughs> Excuse me, dogs, definitely dogs. Your worst school subject? Oh, uh, RE. The, is that a religious thing, yeah? Yeah, religious education. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why mine was called different. It was like RMPS up in my school. Oh. Not yeah, a clue. I, I was rubbish at it as well. Favourite colour? Yellow. Yellow. Favourite dessert? Oh, I can't even answer that question. I love desserts. Um, <laughs> Top five. I don't even know where to start. Top five. Love a sticky toffee pudding, love a cheesecake. Um, like a hot chocolate pudding. And something, anything lemony. I, I, I'm a proper dessert girl. Yeah, sorry, I can't narrow that one down. For oh, you're fine, you're making me hungry though. That's... <laughs> Um, the weirdest thing you've ever eaten ooh probably like mystery meat when you go away sometimes so like you'll be away on tour in a foreign country and they provide you with something there's no translation it's quite clearly not beef or lamb or something Um, so we just call it mystery meat and see how you get on I'm going to try and avoid that as best I can. Yeah, it's grim. It's not good. Just end up eating a lot of bread. Yeah, fair enough. Something you have to do, but you hate doing. Um, I'm looking around the house for inspiration because it's probably some form of like cleaning <laughs> a job or something. Cleaning the toilet. Actually, I don't mind cleaning the toilet. Um, what do I not like doing? I don't know. Washing up. Don't like doing the washing up. Fair enough. Gym work or cardio? Uh, probably cardio. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's become a weird trend now in our last few guests. When we started doing it, people would be, oh, I hate, I hate running. I'd rather be in the gym. Now everyone's like, no, I love running. No. Well, it depends on the, because th- I don't, I wouldn't just say I love running either. But I prefer running around in a game than I do just in a gym lifting weights. Fair enough. I'll, yeah, that's fair. I'll give you that one. Um, Favourite post-match drink? <laughs> is this to help me re- recover or just what I want to drink? <laughs> no, this is, a, this is a social question. <laughs> Probably a, ni- a nice cold cider. What cider? Because I know some people are very picky oh. with ciders. Yeah, something. I had a really nice one actually at the weekend. It was like Devon Mist or something. It was on top of the place I was at. It was very nice. It was um, still, still and cloudy. It was very nice. Nice. So, what's your go to drink at a night out then? Or is it still cider? No, probably more of like a gin and tonic girl by then. Ah, fair. There you go. Starting start to open up now. <laughs> <laughs> Favourite hobby? away from rugby 
I quite enjoy cooking, um, like baking, especially given my love for desserts. Um, but yeah, I quite enjoy cooking. I find that quite relaxing. <coughs> and then, and then other things like trying to get in, a bit into golf and things like that, just something a bit different. Uh, fair enough. What's, what's your go-to go meal with dessert? What's if you're make if you're cooking? Oh, meal. Whew. Uh, I, I wouldn't know what my go-to meal would be. Um, try and cook different things if I'm honest with you. Um, dessert, just any form of cake. I like I like a little cake and put the put the kettle on, have a cup of tea with it. I'm a fair. simple girl. Now how do, now how do you make a cup of tea? Because that's always causes debates. Oh, what do you mean? How do you make a cup of tea? This tea bag. Yeah. York, Yorkshire tea bag. Okay. Hot water. Yeah. Splash of milk. So you, oh, do you not, for a bit. So you don't have any sweeteners or that? No. No, right. No, because there's videos that I've seen. It's, it's from across the pond, so it hurts my head even more. There was one that put cold water in a cup, put the cup in the microwave, then, <laughs> then put the tea in, then the sugar, then the milk, stir it, leave the tea bag in it till you're about to serve it, and then take it out. That's very bizarre. And I could see you just buzzing at it. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. That's why I asked, double checked whether you're asking me how you make a cup of tea. I thought there was only one way to make a cup of tea. Yeah, I generally used to think this as well, but there's videos everywhere of people milk first, then the tea, then the hot water. I'm like, oh, no. No, (laughs) just no. No. It's a no from me. Yeah, it's a no from me as well. (laughs) Favourite pizza topping? Ooh, pepperoni. Nice, nice choice. I'll, I'll rate that. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Not for me. Yes, finally someone agrees. <laughs> That's another trend as well that everyone says yes to. <laughs> yeah, it's not for me. Any tattoos? Uh, no, I don't actually. Would you be ever get a tattoo? Is that ever across your yeah, mind? Yeah, I'm certain. <laughs> I'm certainly not against them. I've just not. I've not found one or a reason to have one. And then I, I think I'd be too indecisive about where to put it, what it would look like, all those sorts of things. So, yeah, I definitely never say never. I think I'm sure at some point, because a lot obviously you haven't been to Rio, um, a lot of the girls then got the Olympic rings and stuff. But yeah, just just wasn't sure. You could do a whole like sleeve of just accomplishments. Like <laughs> Six Nations trophies there, World Player of the Year down there, World Cup up the forearm. Yeah. <laughs> Could do. Doesn't sound much like me, but I appreciate the thought. <laughs> or, or like on the shoulder blade, so like not not everyone sees it, but you know it's there. Yeah. <laughs> um, biggest inspiration and why? Well, probably just my family. Um, like I think just how hard they work, kind of how they approach things, their mentality towards things. Yeah, they're good eggs. Fair enough. And final question. Tell me something no one knows. I knew you were going to say that as you started that <laughs> question. I don't know. You wouldn't believe how many times you get asked this question and funnily enough, you run out of things that, that nobody else knows. Um, uh, fine, people still sorry. Okay. No, sorry. it's not you. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, again, I'm trying to look around the room for inspiration. 
Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm a terrible singer, but that's well known. Um, I don't know that, so I'll, I could count Okay, that. fine, I'll take that. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll add a, a different one in. What's your favourite song of all time? Oh, wow. Um, that's a big question. <laughs> I like a bit of Return of the Mac. Oh, watch it! <laughs> Very left field. There was not if, if I had a guess, I was never going to come. Didn't expect me, expect me to go there. <laughs> no, but I, I rate it, and it is a tune, so we'll, we'll go for that. And okay, fine, yeah, we'll, we'll go we'll, with that. We'll, we'll end it on a high. Thank you so much for, <laughs> for coming on. It's been an absolute blast getting to know you away from rugby and talk about all your accomplishments. Just yeah, and you are easily biggest name on this show's history. Oh, wow. Well, I'll take that. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It was fun. No, brilliant to have you. You're honestly welcome back anytime. This Thank you very much. Fi- this has been the final whistle with Emma Scar. We'll see you next time.